She's coming to town. <laughs> DJ PK. Who's this? The one, the only, Barry Manilow. Oh, Mandy. It's time for Hot Takes or Toast, brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Okay. Or visit www.utahairmd.com. You have to give a shout-out to Dick Van Dyke. Today's his birthday, 96. 96. His spouse is 46 years younger than him. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> the big five O's. You have a party? Black balloons? Make fun of her age? Wait, I'm 96. I can't make fun of you for turning 50. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang. hey <laughs> I knew that was coming. I just, I, there's one movie that you can reference here that I, just, I knew it was coming. We start singing Toot Sweet now, we're really going to have a problem. Yeah, we've been in big trouble. <laughs> Uh. Question of the morning. Don't you have to be excited for Kalani Sataki and BYU for his unprecedented contract? Yeah, you know, I've negotiated several contracts in my uh, radio career, and all of them have been precedented. None of them have been unprecedented. <laughs> That's not true. That's <laughs> too true. You had one that was unprecedented. Yes, you did. Yeah, but I didn't know it at the time. Okay. Nobody said it was unprecedented. I could have told you it was unprecedented. Oh, I'll bet, bet Ryan Hatch did. <laughs> and here we are. Yep. And Kalani getting an unprecedented. It's not just about him. It's about the commitment to the program. That's exciting. If I'm a BYU fan, I'm ecstatic. Because the reality is, and I'm writing about that, they'll post it here this morning, that this unprecedented for Kalani means nothing. This is not an ironclad two-way commitment. He can leave tomorrow they could fire him the day after. Okay, technically both those things are true. It's happened a million times. But realistically, that's not going to happen. You don't know that. This you have no idea. This can down the road two years. I don't think it does at all. No. But you don't think he has an unprecedented I don't care about buyout? that. I don't care about any of that. Okay. That's not the issue. His contract is not the issue here. The issue is the commitment that the university is making to the football program. That's the story. <clears throat> Coaches get contracts all the time. They get outrageous amounts of money all the time. If in two years, if SC throws $20 million at him, he's going to take it. And if he's, if it just kicks the can two years, that's tomorrow, metaphorically. That's true. I agree so with that. That, that. To me, that's not the biggest issue here. The biggest issue is the commitment to the program to fund it at the level it needs going into the Big 12. That's the storyline that dwarfs any money that they're paying a coach and assistant coach. Good on those guys for getting money. Yeah. I've already been joking with the guys about this over the weekend, and they've been laughing, going back and forth. That's all great. The houses they're going to buy, the vacations they're going to take. That yeah, kind of oh stuff. yeah, and the private jets and Sweet. the and the you know the caddies and the you know you can or, laugh about the private jets, but there's actually an angle to that, don't you think? 
if they get involved in that stuff, that's all great. But to me, it's I was about, talking about for the recruiting. Team. I understand that. Yeah. And if they get involved in that, it's great. I don't know that all of it all the time is going to be private jet. Uh, if you go look at a kid in Logan, I don't think they're going to private jet you up there. You're going okay. to have to drive. So recruiting is a grind either way. I mean, yeah, so, but if you're going on a 48-hour trip and you spend sure. four, five, six hours driving to an airport, getting through security, sitting and waiting for your flight, sitting while they board the plane, and someone else is on a private jet and they see however many more schools and however many more kids, over time, but, that's a disadvantage. Right, but not every recruiting ship is going to be private jet. No question. So they're going to they're, they're going to the grind is going to be there. They're going to recruit BYU Alpine. And after you land and you're stuck in a hotel for four days, uh, it, it's still a grind, and you're you're away from family. But it's part of the job if you don't want to get out. So yeah. I can't feel too sorry for you because you know full well going in that that's what you're going to have to do, and that's probably. Uh, the most important work you're going to do. If you listen to Kyle Whittingham a thousand times over, it's recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Give me all the plaudits you want, but it's recruiting. Two things. It's recruiting and developing. That's how you have a successful program at the start. You've got to do other things, too, but you need that. Those are requirements. They're mandatory for success, recruiting and development. You must have it. So I think the biggest story here is that they're they're looking to fund the program. That's what you read in between what Tom is saying, if you can listen to what he's saying. And if you have been told stuff like we have so much, the public doesn't really get access, and some of some of you do, but we get it. And they've had a number of coaches now who have left. Uh, used to be for years, you know, there was, our, I mean, I remember when Norm Chow went to North Carolina State, it was almost like a scandal. <laughs> he's he's actually How could leaving. You guy leave, <laughs> yeah, right? remember that? It was, it, was such it was a really big deal at yeah. the time. Yeah, or really coaches big. come and go all the time now, and it's happened at BYU. They they change and they get new guys and they move on and blah 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 blah. You can't even keep track of them where they are uh, because they jump around so much. So and then, and then consequently, you get to know some of these guys, and then they can tell you stuff. And I've heard. I would say probably 25 times BYU is cheap. That very quote, different sports from different assistants, outgoing and incoming and guys who are have been on the staff. That's the reality of the situation. If you want to take a shot at me because I'm saying it, by all means do. I don't care anymore. Um, unless I come on here and drop a bunch of F-bombs, I'm sort of untouchable now, so I don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. I've got my stuff. It may not be up unprecedented, but I've got outstanding security, so I don't really care if you like me. I'm telling you what I've heard. This is what they've said. And if you listen to Tom, what he's saying is, no more. We're up in our game. That's the big story here. If I'm a BYU fan, I'm ecstatic with that. The question we all came away with is, to what level? But it's clearly up. Yes. And he said, if we have to adapt, we'll adapt. You know, did they up it? Are they paying middle? And, and not just paying, because you're right. Paying the head coach matters, because if you don't pay the head coach, you'll lose the head coach. Because he'll win, and he'll end up going somewhere else. But I would assume at least to the middle of the Big 12. But it's not just that. It's about keeping assistant coaches. 
And it's not just that. It's about the recruiting budget. And then it's whatever you need in the training facilities. And Samson Nakua was on a couple segments ago and said, well, the, the training room. That's clearly, you just haven't been at Utah and at BYU. He can identify that. And presumably, any recruit in an on-campus visit touring facilities could identify it as well. Uh, well, he can compare right. uh, on that stuff. This room's older. This room's smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it matters. It does. Uh, right. And analysts to, to help you. Yes. Uh, to be able to How much film your can staff. you see of how many kids, whether it's high school kids, kids in the transfer portal, you can only watch film so fast. You're going to need more eyeballs on more film. Yeah. And that's just the stuff we know. I'll bet Kalani and uh, Tom and and whoever else at BYU, because there were certainly they indicated there were more than just those two people, and common sense would tell you there were more than just those two people involved in trying to figure out where are we behind, where do we need to catch up, because we do not want to go into the Big 12 and get destroyed. Right. They have to be competitive. I was looking at Big 12 salaries over the weekend to just get a feel. TCU paid Gary Patterson six six point one, yeah. And that was the top. So yeah. Here's the other thing. Oh, Lincoln Riley was. Right. I, when I did it, I threw out Oklahoma and Texas because they're not going to be in the league. But you're right. And Sarkeesian was either third or fourth. But if you take the new and the numbers, it's kind of a mix going forward um, because we know some of the numbers for 2022, the new coaches coming in. Uh, Texas Tech um, is paying and, uh, and TCU. Dykes', Dykes contract is not unprecedented because Patterson was getting 6.1 and Dykes is probably around about $4.5 million. Give or take a couple hundred thousand. Well, that's what Gundy's in there. there. Gundy's you're, a, you're not going in there to be average. You're Gundy's, going in to win. Gundy's 4-1. Yeah. Campbell and Holgerson are at $4 million. Holgerson's at Houston. They're not in the league yet, but they will be. Yeah. And so that means the middle of, the, of what we know, because we don't know a rand at Baylor. Like BYU, it's private. It's not subject to Freedom of Information Act requests right. the same way. I know what we know TCUs. Right. Same thing. They, that, they announced, well, we don't know it... Um, Specifically, what we know is that they announced it was uh, there was a report that was just under thirty million for six years. I think Fickle's the fifth best paid at Cincinnati with the undefeated season at three point four million. The bottom half of the league, and you don't want to be the bottom half of the league, but the bottom half of the league is paying coaches two point three to three point one million dollars, and there's nobody below two point three. And those are base salaries. There's bonuses. There's always wiggle room because. Some bonuses can be five grand, some can be fifty, some can be a hundred grand. And oh yeah, how, how I mean, Kyle's going to clean up on bonuses this year, right? His bonuses are going to be enough to. Some coaches have bonuses for like the sixth win, being bowl eligible bonus. And some have them built and, and for every graduation after that. rates and Grad, yada yada, yeah, team right. GPA and yada. I mean, yep. they, there's like five hundred of them. Everybody's got the you know for the division and for winning the conference and, and winning the Rose Bowl. You can find these contracts online. I'm going to ask them. Kyle for money if they win the Rose Bowl. Nice. Why not? Good call. All he can do is say no. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get a sandwich or green fees out of them, but literally getting the cash green fees. Nothing. Not a chance, huh? Well, he's, he's getting them waved for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that's okay. the same thing. Okay. It's the equivalent thereof. <laughs> and for the food, you know, they'll be like leftover team meal. You know, they'll they'll have you know two hundred post game sandwiches. Players will take one hundred and eighty. You'll get one of the twenty that's left. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to anyway. All right. Uh, was it one time? I was at a, a private place, and I got invited. A friend's brother has a membership, right? Uh-huh. 
and it extends to the friend. So the friend out of town comes in, says, hey, you want to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, it's you know, big time dough. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. You pay, you pay more for golf than you ever think you're going to pay in your life when you hear that number. And the guy had already paid for me. Nice. Right? Well, but I had to, but he, just because he checked in, he checked in. Oh, okay. So you still got no, he wasn't He wasn't comping me. Yeah. So I went, I went in and uh, I don't know if I should say this. No, I'm not going to say it. I changed my mind. You're leaving his hand. Oh, come on. Continue. Do you know this story? <laughs> I do not know this story. I don't know this I story. want to hear it. <laughs> if no. I do, I don't recognize it no. yet. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it. Go ahead. Well, yeah, come on, dude. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say it. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Oh, man. I trust my instincts. <laughs> you walk to the edge of the cliff, and then you turn around and walk away. <laughs> I know. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Since when did you start? No, I got, I got a thing in my head. You I mean, do not. I would have been fired a long time ago. Are you kidding me? If I said everything that came into my head? Oh my gosh, you've been holding back? <laughs> you've been holding back? Yes. I, as what I'm, percentage do you hold back? Like a tenth of one percent? <laughs> well, it's uh, for this community, it's, it probably wouldn't be acceptable. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I back off. Yeah. Okay, fine. And sometimes I get myself in trouble, but it's been a while. So. Mm. But go on, continue. Break break it down. Do what you do. Win your, uh, win your award. <laughs> I don't think Kalani's going to be award. getting five, six million. But I don't see, I don't think he's looking for five, six million either. I think he's looking for competitive, and I don't want to. I don't want to have this Pollyannish view. Oh, it's not about the money. BS. Because <laughs> you can just take yeah three hundred and forty grand yeah. instead of three point four million. Yeah. Take ten percent of what the middle of money the is. always matters. It always matters. There's just never a time that it doesn't. I don't ever want to hear that. But I think the important story here is the assistance yes. and being able to outfit the program because these guys. I'm, I'm telling you, they have all already thought about it, pondered it. It's not like they're obsessed about it, but they understand that the, and, and uh, Tom talked about it too, that it's going to be difficult. This is basically, there's a quote and my story will be posted here this morning that, and I transcribed the thing uh, over the weekend that uh, basically he's saying that it's to the level of maybe even more than we anticipate. It would be the most difficult thing that we have undertaken. And I think he's talking about since they've been there, uh, this will be more difficult than going independent. And he sh- I, think, I think it's true because I, this, this conference is going to be a good f- athletic conference, particularly when we're just dealing with football now. I mean, you've got a number of marquee programs, and I don't give a crap that Texas and Oklahoma left. I just don't care. How did that, how did that BYU-Baylor go? How, yeah. how'd, that, how'd that feel? Cincinnati, Houston, these are fine, fine football programs, and they're paying their guys big-time dough. And I've got to assume I'm not close to either any of these schools. I've been to some of them for sure, but I don't know the ins and outs. I haven't walked their facilities, some of their you know their campuses and all that stuff, uh, but not to the level I have here. And they, these guys have. They know what it's about, and they know that improvements need to be made. And they've been talking about it because it's just right around the corner. It's, in terms of recruiting, it's already here. You're recruiting against Power 5 programs, and you have been for a number of years. Now for sure you are because you've been recruiting against all Pac-12 schools. 
because a lot of these kids, especially the LDS kids, are from the western part of the country, and you want them to have Pac-12 offers because that means they're probably good. So with that in mind, they've been recruiting against it. Now you're going to be competing against this. And Bronco talked about this. He talked about it when he got the job uh, after a year or so, how the Power Five is an entirely brand new game. And it is true. It is. And so these guys have been nervous about this, or maybe, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but concerned, whatever it is, about going into this conference and not having everything lined up for them to allow them to compete. And that's the message that I took from Tom Homo. Kalani, you know, he didn't really want to talk about it. Because there was Tom, and it was Tom's job Friday afternoon to do the majority of the talking. And he did. And I thought he nailed it in a manner that said it without just revealing everything. I thought it was an excellent press conference that they had. And Tom took, what What would you say? He took the lead, and he yeah, said what had, needed to be said. He probably did like three quarters of the talking. Yeah. There were a few specific times. Right. Um, obviously, they both had to say something off the top, and there were a few specific questions to Kalani. Um, but when it and was, Kalani at one point did drop, I'm so happy. Yeah. But the, and the he thing was about reserved it, most of the time. Any question was thrown out there kind of generally, Tom always took the lead on answers. And he should have, because this was about the program. This wasn't great you're extending the, the individual man to 2027. That's awesome. But there's no guarantee he's going to be the coach in 2027. So... I, I sort of look at that stuff, that's great, but what does it mean? I don't know what it means. I hope it means that he's the coach in 2027. <laughs> that's but, a long way away to yeah, worry about that. Right. I mean, he's already six years in. If somebody gets, if you hire a coach and the coach is there for 10 years, you've done a lot of winning, your program's pretty stable because they didn't turn and run. And then anything after 10 years is gravy because in any given year you can take a snapshot of the college football coaches who've stayed on the job a decade, and it's a short list. And it's and and you know, even if you're a casual fan, you probably know most of the names and most of the faces, right? And the the number of assistants in 2027, they're probably going to be gone, and you want a lot of them to get head coaching jobs, whether it's you know the Mountain West or Me whatever too, level. Great, but the thing that's most important about that because that will happen, you don't want to bring in somebody who's a rookie. This is the first time they've had a non-rookie calling plays in years. An eye the second time. Yes. But But, the the only time he called plays was at BYU. He had his rookie and his second tour of duty there. Yeah, he left. He wasn't a coordinator when he went to Arizona, right? Am I missing it? He was the run game coordinator down there is what his title was. Not the same thing. Right. So you, everybody they hire are rookies. You don't want that. You don't want that because the Big 12, they're not hiring rookies unless it's somebody who has, you know, like Kyle was a rookie head coach. But even that, he'll tell you that he was a much better head coach with years of experience. You'd prefer to have somebody with experience. And A-Rod is the first guy as an offensive coordinator who actually called plays before he got that job. And they really didn't miss a beat. I can argue that they've been better. This year. This year was a tougher schedule. Now, actually, A-Rod has been calling plays for two years. If you wondered what that two was about. Two uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He started calling, I think, uh, Boise. Uh, the uh, What's his face? When Romney came in and Boise and ran, was undefeated. They ran a trick play, and I said, yeah. uh, That's not that was Grimes. a great, great play call by Grimes. And you said, 
are you sure that was Grimes? No, it was not. It was Aaron. <laughs> and it was literally, it was the first game. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that became you, clear later. But <laughs> the point I'm making is you need experience. The days, and they actually did this. They hired a high school coach to be an offensive coordinator, a lower level high school coach. And we all love Ty Detmer, but those are it the facts. Work. Those are the facts, man. That those you can't have that, and so that's what. So whether Kalani's there or not, I hope he is. But but the the, the pool for paying assistance has got to keep pace with what the Big Twelve. It paying. most definitely does, man. It most definitely does. You look at some of these guys and their assistance that they're making. They're making in the millions now, and you've got to be able to do it. And the great thing about it is. I don't think that a head coach at football will be a non-LDS guy. And I know the track lady, is that what she was, the country? country. I've had that said to me like 10 times. Okay. What do you freaking do? When it's football, <laughs> let me know. Yes. Because the exposure level. And, and good level, for her. That's awesome. Yeah. The exposure level is way different. But the fact is, those rules don't apply to assistants. So anybody who wants to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll abide by your rules, and then go and take the job and it's got a lot of experience and then the reality is that uh, BYU people don't care if he drinks coffee or not. Uh, and I, one, one high, high, high level assistant. <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> he would come up here, buy his, uh, get some beer, put it in a trunk, drive into the house, put the garage down, take it out, and he wasn't like he was a drunk or anything. He just enjoyed some. But I don't know. I don't think BYU people even care about that. These are our rules. They're not in your rules. And so we're. This is what we adhere to. But we don't. I don't think they look down on somebody. And this guy had a. He had a. A decorated career. So he's long out of it now. But he had a decorated career as a, a football coach. And so the point being is that you can get some really qualified assistants, and they need to. Uh, if A-Rod gets a head coaching job, Nevada, I just throw that out there. I don't know if he's up for Nevada or whatever. Uh, Tuiaki, we know. What was it? Some big sky schools last year, right? Montana State. Yeah. And so you you actually want that, but what you want is then to be able to, whether it's somebody on your staff or it's somebody outside, you want to be able to have qualified assistants because you're going up against qualified assistants in the Big 12 and th- that's why Friday was a great day for BYU football. Not just qualified. You'll be going up against elite. Okay. There will okay. be some of the best of the best at the top of the Big 12. That's where the league is right now. And just check their resumes. I mean, they, they speak for themselves. Yeah, I don't think Cincinnati, Houston, or, or Central Florida are going backward. I got to say, when we, and we did this independently. We didn't talk about it, but it was a natural thing to do. What is everybody getting paid? And you can scour the internet. You can come up with it pretty quickly. If you yes. have 15 minutes to kill today, uh, any of our listeners, you can you can find all the numbers for yourself. They're out there. I was stunned to see Malzon's number was $2.3 million. I was really surprised to see that. I mean, that's a lot of money in the real world, but that is not a lot of money in college football, especially if you expect to have a ranked team and expect to be discussed for major bowls and playoffs. And that's where UCF is now. They've had those undefeated oh, yeah, seasons. Yeah, They're yeah. not going backwards. They're moving to the Big Twelve. I was shocked he was at two point three million. Really? And I would expect. I, I guess so. Yeah, and I, I hadn't thought about it. I but was yeah. a little surprised to see Holgerson at four. 
for whatever reason, and that was just probably stupid on my part, I thought mm, more so money much. in Florida than in Texas. And when I thought about it, I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> well, he wouldn't leave West Virginia for a... a right, exactly. Unless he was... Uh, <clears throat> the vultures were circling. circling. So if you go um, middle of the conference, not having the number for Baylor and, and BYU... The 12-team league going forward, throwing Oklahoma and Texas to the side here. Uh That's 10 teams in the league, and the 5th and 6th salaries that are out there publicly are $3.1 and $3.4 million. So if they went through all of this at BYU and Kalani didn't end up in the low to mid threes, I'd be surprised. You may know the number. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't don't know the number. I didn't care about the number. I would be surprised. And then across the board... I would be thinking, and and you have to factor across all this the board in. is Chris, exclu- extremely important. Yes, but Chris Hill always made a point of this. He said, and the and the Pac twelve is different because the real estate in Seattle, L A, and San Francisco is so crazy. And Chris would always say, you yes. you got to get the numbers, but then you got to dig down a couple layers under the numbers. We don't have to pay people here. And he, and he said this a decade ago before our housing market went yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but he said, we don't have to pay people here what they're paying in L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle. It's not as expensive to live here. You, the Pullman and Salt Lake and Tucson are different housing markets. So you've got to factor that stuff in. He said, on the other hand, we might have to spend more on flights for uh, recruiting because we got to go to L.A. and two schools just have to drive around L.A. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you've yeah. always got to factor in, get the number, then factor in the story behind the number. And be well, you'll have to do that in the Big 12. But if they aren't getting all these areas to at least the middle of the Big 12, then everyone shouldn't be so fired up. Listening to Tom talk, I assumed all those. And sometimes, even though Kalani didn't say anything, there are a few times he started shaking his head. Well, yeah, he, he agreed to the deal, so it's got to be. He's, right. he's obviously comfortable with it, or he wouldn't have agreed to it. So I don't really if the I don't worry about how much he's making. If the middle isn't good enough, then they'll have to adapt. And that's what Tom was getting at, I think. He wasn't going to say the numbers. He's just well, not going to d- spill it. Determine what determine I we got a, we got an open segment, don't we? Yeah. All right, I can get it on the other side. DJ and PK, it's 975 at 1280 the zone. This is unright. Guys are doing a hell of a job. And I think about where Utah football is today. And the fact that Utah now is playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if I've told you that yet, but that's what's that's what's going on. And I remember back at that time, 35, 36 years ago, where there wasn't even a snowball's chance that Utah would ever go to a Rose Bowl or ever play and compete against the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you this morning in part by Minky Couture. Minky Couture wants to help you out this holiday season with a perfect gift. Stop at any location from Ogden to St. George today. Mention Zone 50 and save 50%. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Get in today, save 50%, and get the best gift ever from Minky Couture. All right, what was I saying? I don't know. You had something you were going to hit on the other side. I know. What was it? Yach, help me out. I'm as lost as you are right now. You forgot what it was? Let's start with the train of thought. We were talking about BYU. No, I didn't forget. I just wanted to see. Because we always joke about that. Well, you didn't give us enough of a hint to know what you were going to say next. 
So I'm at the golf. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to that one now. No. no, I told DJ in the break, and he signed off on me not saying it. Yeah, no, I know why you said probably it. Probably not your <laughs> best idea to reveal that one. So I was correct, and it has nothing to do with the job. It's more personal stuff. No, this is about, obviously, the Cougars going forward and what they're trying to achieve here. And what they're trying to achieve... It's speaking about unprecedented. What they're trying to achieve in what uh, fourteen games? Assume they're going to assume they're going to go to a bowl next year, right? So they'll have thirteen games mm-hmm. next year, one game this year, right? So that's where I get the fourteen games, and then after that, it's on. So they're doing their best, I think, to mitigate the difficulty of the transition. And this, they, they can't compete now until, you know, the first week of September of 2023 in the conference, right? So they're trying to do all that they can to get prepared for this. And, that, and that's the great thing about it is they have double the amount of time that the Utes had, Right. Because it was announced. Yes. And Tom's made it clear that they have been upgrading as an independent from where they were in the Mountain West. Whereas the Utes, you're in the Mountain West, in one year you have to be in the Pac-12. So I guess you can say now that you've had 12 you've, years in you've that upgraded line little, of thinking. A little bit, but also clearly have not upgraded enough. When we were down, we had uh, Tom on and we had Chad Lewis on, and they both made it clear that they knew there was a mountain of work still to be done. So while they close the gap from the mountain west, the big west or big west from the mountain west mountain to west. the big twelve a little bit because they were growing as an independent, there was still a big for all the mount for all the hikers and mountain climbers here there was still a big summit and a big hill in front of them, a peak if you will. Yes. <laughs> oh, if they're going to win the big twelve, I mean, in it to win it. You're not getting in it planning like, man, I hope we can get to eight and four and be fourth. I mean, you will certainly have years, maybe even years you will celebrate. Well, you will be eight and four and fourth, but that can't be the ultimate plan. So it took the Utes 11 years to win it. How long will it take BYU? That's their goal. Less than 11. (laughs) You're right. Well, I don't know if that's true on campus, but in the cars of BYU fans, 100%. I can sign off on that. Can we do it in a decade? Yeah, less than 11. That's your whole goal. You got 11 shots. 11 would tie. Can you yeah. get uh, 10 or less? Uh, if you can do that, yeah, that's the goal. Then you will have had a better transition because we judge everything through the rivalry's sake. Right? And so with that in mind, can they get it done in less than 11? The rivalry in all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- th- I'm fine with that. That's what makes it, uh, That's to me, that's what makes it fun is uh, comparing. And we'll go f- going forward, too. It's going to be the battle of which conference is better. Non-stop. Yeah. Non-stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So in this respect, this is what we as sports radio folk had dreamed of yes. to have – in October, having big conference games in each stadium. Yes. The only thing that's changed is that when uh, when I spoke of this 20 years ago, 
I would use Oklahoma and Texas as the examples of who'd be coming into Provo, and now they're going to be gone. But did you watch Baylor and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 yeah, title game? I, I did, that actually. not good enough? It's plenty good enough. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And where Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF have been, uh, there's an argument that, that's the, that the four new teams and Baylor and Oklahoma State will be the top half of the league. Potentially. TCU would complain about that. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going right. to scoff at Kansas State and TCU. Right. And Iowa State's and Iowa been good State, recently. I'm not going to scoff at them either. Are they you know, keep, Kansas has sucked for Are they going to keep Campbell? Yeah. Are they going to keep Campbell? West Virginia's been down. Texas Tech just fired their coach. Right. I wouldn't necessarily put those at the top, but getting on a plane and going to Morgantown, I don't also think it's just going to, you're going to roll out there and just automatically win either. Nope. And BYU played them one time and got beat. Yeah. I think they played, mm-hmm. them, they played them in D.C., didn't they? They did. They played yeah. them in the uh, Washington football team the old, field, uh, whatever it was. Was it? Was it RFK? It's, it's FedEx Field. It was FedEx that yeah. they played. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and both, you know, that was a good while ago. So uh, you can't necessarily judge that. But the point being that, I mean, my gosh, Utah got on a plane and went and lost to Oregon State. So anything can happen. It's a conference game. So, right. yeah, that, that's why when you look at top to bottom, pretty impressive. And that's why these coaches are talking about, and, and, I, and I get it, coaches want to lower expectation here a little bit so you know you can go with the theory of hey uh, you know this if you should win and then wow look at us we were awesome uh lou holtz in it as i call it so they want to temper expectation because once expectations are high that's going to be tough like blake anderson blake what were you doing man <laughs> this is your first season Jeez, where do you go from here, buddy? 13-0, baby! <laughs> yeah. 13-0, and you won't be able to go to the playoff because they'll screw you, so you have to go to a bowl game. He said the bowl, uh, the bar ridiculous high, yeah. ridiculously high, but uh, you know, obviously that's what you want because uh, you want to be able to win, and, and the Aggies had a phenomenal season themselves. So they're going to have to make this transition, and it's going to be a hard transition. I'm going to go back to that's why it was a good a good day that the commitment is being made. And there's no reason why the commitment isn't being made. I mean, we could say this, and I can pat BYU on the back all day long for making the commitment, but on the other hand, what took you so long, man? What were you thinking? They didn't why? have to. They were thinking that they were winning enough, not paying top dollar, and there were people that, who liked that. And that, But that was ridiculous. But they were winning and not paying top dollar. I don't know to what level they're winning, though, but... Uh, they well, they had they had ranked teams, but not top ten, but top twenty. And they beat some Pac-12 schools. It's not like you don't have the money. It's not like you can't raise the money. I mean, Samson was joking about, hey, the church uh, write some checks and all that, but it's clear talking to Chad Lewis when we were down at the golf tournament, and he did a segment, and he told us that there were potential donors. Or people who were donating but had the potential to donate at a higher level, well, either or both of those. And they said, well, come back to us when we're Power Five. And he laughs. He's like, well, <laughs> we've got a list, and we're going back to them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I get it. The church doesn't want to just give them uh, blank checks because that's irresponsible. But there's boosters who can write checks and make this happen. Yeah, and the one thing I've learned through all this Oregon thing is that— Calling Phil Knight a booster? No. 
He's the owner. Oh, yeah. He's the owner. Oh, well, they hire their new coach, and he thanks AD, he thanks the president, and he thanks Mr. and Mrs. Knight. Yeah, that, that's... And that's the official statement. It's got to suck to be an Oregon fan. I don't I think they just move right by it. They don't even think about it. Did I mean, we win? You have to placate this man just because this man has the cash. Yes. Take care of him. He wants to be on headsets. Well, then get him a headset. <laughs> That's just embarrassing, I think. He's not a booster. He owns the program. He's literally the owner of the program. He's an owner. He is like Jerry Jones. He's the Jerry Jones of college football. That's a complete and total accurate comparison. How did Oregon get from the bottom of the Pac-12 to the top of the Pac-12? They bought their way in. Phil started writing checks. How did Oklahoma State get from the bottom of the Big 8 to the top of the Big 12? Yeah, I don't think they ever have gotten to the top of the Big 12, though. They were an inch away. Literally, literally Oregon has. Yeah. So Oklahoma State hasn't. And I don't know to the extent... And well, the, they had a, they had a booster who was right, and he passed right, but he's, away. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone now. And nineteen eighty three years old. But he underwrote their but, whole you know, stadium. But reading Kanzano's stuff over the weekend, how they desperately want to win a national title before he dies. Mm-hmm. What the hell is this? Is it? It matters that much to you? Yes, clearly. This is reminds me when I was in California, and it was Gene Autry. Get him the title before he died, before the singing cowboy passed, and they didn't. When they got theirs, he had already passed, I think, uh, and they had sold the team. His wife was involved, but they had sold the team. But, but that's at the pro level, man. I get that. At the college level, I'm not going to call him a booster anymore. He's the owner of the program. And I hope they lose every game they play. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> but you know who Oregon plays next year? BYU. Do they really? Yeah. And then they said Wilcox was offered the job. Which Turned I th- it down. Which I thought. He was the guy because he and the family have Oregon ties. About and as strong need, as you can get. And they need an Oregon guy because they've hired two coaches. That's what I who, said last after week. one year and four years, left to go to Florida State and to Miami. They went home. Wilcox would have been coming home. But if it's true, he turned them down to stay at Cal, which is even sweeter. I'm going to start rooting for Cal. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do any good. There's still Cal. Right, but the Talk expectation level is, is way lower. Eight and four, they'd be very excited. Eight and four would be a big step up for Cal football. With a win over Stanford? Yeah. Yes. For sure. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 9.05. We'll talk to him about... Commitment, the willingness to make commitment, and the times that BYU has taken a leap forward in budgets and facilities and staffing. And we'll do that coming up at 9.05. Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach at 9.30. Stay with us. The new zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Keery and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLSports.com.
Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws a pass. Hot ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. It's Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. Perriman. 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 That's the Chevy strong play of the game. Know it today at 450 on Unrivaled. And you'll have a chance to win fabulous prizes. Tampa Bay, career touchdown pass number 700 for Tom Brady. And it's an overtime game winner. It really bugged me to watch that play and then they go to the booth and see Mr. and Mrs. Brady, his parents, celebrating. Haven't they celebrated enough? Nope. I was thinking about this last night while I was watching that game. And I'm flicking back and forth because we had a couple of real... Uh, close games, and I got the NFL ticket thing. So, so you going. were going back and forth to that Bengal Niner mm-hmm. game that got really good at the end. Right, right. I'm just the Bengals go down late and score. Niners go down and miss the field goal to win it. Yeah, I'm flipping Bengals like crazy. Kick I'm the field goal in overtime. Back from, back from, Niners back from, get the TD to win an OT. That was really good stuff at the it's end. Time to eat, and I had uh, two games dragging on past six o'clock. But I I took the, the remote to the table. <laughs> I guess they ended right before. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, and. I see Brady's parents up there and thinking, you know, the chances of a parent even having a top flight high school player is pretty slim. And now to go all the way to this and have it be all this time, it's borrow the word nothing like it. Borrow the word unprecedented from Tom Homo. <laughs> There's nothing like it in the history of sports. Nothing. Nothing compares. Who's one more? Did Bill Russell's parents watching him win 11 titles? But not at 44 years of age. This story should be over. A long time ago. And how could they still be celebrating? Aren't you tired of it? No. <laughs> nope. Think about it, man. If you had a high school boy or girl who was a stud athlete, you're lucky. Absolutely. Yeah, you get two, 3,000 kids in a high school. Yeah. And to, to do this, I guess maybe they're making up because he really didn't have it at Michigan, which even makes, makes the story even more amazing. It does. He should have been an awesome, <laughs> awesome college yeah, player. Yeah. And he wasn't to the level anything close. I mean, he was fighting for starting jobs. I was going to say, he, he was battling yeah. for his gig most of the time he was there in Anaheim. Yeah. Rodgers had more success, and he didn't have a ton of success. I mean, he didn't, he didn't win a conference title and go to the Rose Bowl. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The next most decorated and popular NFL quarterback. Mahomes oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the Texas Tech did. That was, that was, that, he, he was pretty Yeah, the team sucked. Yeah. I was going to say Mahomes on his team as a yeah. whole. Yeah, but I mean, he was recognized for dragging his team. Yeah. I mean, he had a level of Well, Rodgers didn't even have a scholarship out of college. He was no. at uh, Butte College. He, yeah. he was at a high school running for his life behind a terrible high school offensive line, so he goes to Butte. Yeah. And then he goes to Cal and doesn't win the job. Not immediately, but it, 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 he took, him a, it took him a at, few at weeks. Rice Eccles, yeah. They switched. Yeah. During the game with the Utes. Yeah. He came in, played well, got his chance, grabbed it, and never let it go. Yeah. Was Tedford the coach then? Yep. Yeah. Tedford was considered one of the guys who got him yeah. to the level Tedford he's at went now. Uh, to Butte to look at somebody else and then saw Rodgers and then took him. 
and then he was immediately eligible. He had almost like a perfect score on his standardized tests. Uh, so it's just incredible to try to figure this stuff out, man. Yeah. These guys at such a high level. But watching Brady's parents thinking, has there ever been a, a set of parents who celebrated more? No. When you say that, the parents I always think of is late in his career at Wimbledon, Pete Sampras was playing in a final and he took a shot of his parents and they were coming to see him the first time and it was they had whatever date since they had seen him, but they had always like given him his space and so they hadn't like gone to finals. They stayed at home and watched on TV. They made a big deal of the fact that they went there to watch in well, person. They were too busy with Stella's career, his sister. <laughs> hey, one other NFL note, uh, Andy Reid. First NFL coach to win 100 games with two different teams. One more than 100 in Philly, and now he just picked up win number see, 100 in see, Kansas City. See, that stuff City. doesn't really float my boat. That's a lot of winning, and it's not a fluke. I mean, you can go somewhere to a great organization and be so part of it. So if he had 99? Totally different. I would look at him very differently. <laughs> I would assess his career with a much more critical eye. That, that is not that, an indication of his greatness. His greatness is an indication of his greatness. Yes. But that does stand out. Doesn't to me. You love that He was stuff. already great because he won the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Uh, even if he didn't win the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Right, but you that does You act like the Super Bowl is the designation of all things. I disagree. It's not the designation of all things. I love when you build the straw But that's what you do. <laughs> you put that Winning as a... championship a, is a big deal. It is, but it is it. not the thing that defines he, greatness. Right. Bud Grant never won a Super Bowl. He's still a great coach. Okay. And he was only with one team. He was Grant, but what the heck? He the only thing he I know of Bud four. Grant, he was like 88 years old, he was, and he goes out in a t-shirt or golf shirt in Minnesota, and it's it was, minus two degrees. I, I heard a comedian <laughs> with a line like that. Your uh, your aunt or uncle who you, has been 58 your whole life, and Bud Grant. And he must be, when he was 40. He looked the same. That man, as when he was I don't remember anything about Bud Grant, but when he was out there on that, that was toughness. And I thought, I'm a Bud Grant fan. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. When we come back, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joins us coming up next. Join Unrivaled Thursday at the warehouse from 3 to 6 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Oh, my gosh, boom! Steve Cleveland, next.